When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. <laughs> it's, it's hard. There's so many I can talk about. Um, uh, I do think going to London is special. I think, uh, you know, playing the Packers week one, getting off to a right start against a really good football team will be really important. Um, I think playing on Thanksgiving Day is always a unique thing to do. Um and uh, you know, and then those final two games on the road for the division, you know, you, good good chance that you're playing for the division on the road when you get to that point. And so, um, you know, long ways down the road, but uh, you know, it's coming. There he is, like like old Kirky boy, Captain Clutch, the fourth quarter Pharaoh, the secondary Slayer, breaking down the Vikings schedule. We just did an episode for Question Friday. That you can find. That's our first official record prediction. Everything else that we've done, sort of like, you know, looking at the games without the order and Judd's mock schedule. That that was all preseason for us. Oh, this fun. was this was the first actual. It got really serious and contentious. It did. Almost <laughs> yeah, especially that Jets game. Boy, didn't see oh, that disagreement yeah. coming. Yeah, no, my goodness. no. I mean, it's it's tougher than you guys think. Mm-hmm. So go check that episode out. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. Before we die, well, it's been 60 years. It's really not that much to ask for at this point. Uh, the show is brought to you by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. All right, uh, we go to the comment section on a regular basis here on Purple Daily and sort of hand the keys to the show over to you guys to Ask whatever questions you want, critiques, concerns, theories about things. You can always hit us up through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab at the bottom of it and send us questions that we can stockpile throughout the week. You can hit us up in the YouTube comment section, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. We're up over 5,000 followers on the Score North TikTok account. Let's start with this one. David Winkler on Twitter, He's uh, he sent this after the Wild crapped the bed in their playoff series against the Blues. Just another Minnesota sports disappointment in the postseason. And he says the stage is set. The team that owns this town is going to deliver us from curse. Come on down, Captain Kirk. Brett Favre couldn't deliver it. Can you see it? From clenched jaw to legend, Kirk Cousins finally breaking whatever this Minnesota sports curse is. Can you see it? Hold on, I'm looking. He's got his offensive coach. He's got Justin Jefferson. Looking. His offensive line is better. Um, hmm? I think 
I think Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi Dofamatsa think that they can get Kirk to where where they want him to go, which is where the fan base does as well. Um, I will say this until it's proven differently. I never see Kirk Cousins winning a Super Bowl, and I probably don't, and I don't see him playing in one. So you can't envision him. Can't, no. Confetti is falling. He's Jefferson? holding a Lombardi. I, I look. Trent Dilfer, look. Brad Johnson, Eli Manning twice. I'm closing my eyes. Joe okay? Flacco. Wait, wait. I see something. Oh, there's Justin Jefferson. Celebrate, celebrate. Brian O'Neill's hugging him. This is special. Here comes Christian Darrisaw. The confetti is all over. But who's the quarterback? It's just a shell of a Vikings jersey. It's, it's C.J. Stroud. I have no idea who it is, but it's a shell of a jersey. No, I can't. It's that Miami kid who's going to be drafted. It's the Boston College guy. It's, it's yeah, that guy. You know what? Yeah, the Boston College guy. It, it's the BYU kid. I don't know who it is. It's Sean Mannion. Sean Mannion stepping in for an injured Kirk Cousins in the playoffs. Uh, Kellen so, Mond? Kellen Mond. I'm sorry. I just don't see Kirk doing it. Okay. So, a lot. I'm, I'm, I think it's unlikely that I don't. I don't think he has Super Bowl DNA. Right. And here's here's but here's like as you unpack this, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than some of the quarterbacks who've won Super Bowls in the last twenty to twenty five years. He is a better quarterback than Brad Johnson. He is a better quarterback than Trent Dilfer. I think you can make a strong case that he is a better overall quarterback in many ways for sure than Joe Flacco and maybe even Eli Manning. Now, the difference with some, like, with Flacco and Eli, those guys took their baseline performance and cranked it up for the most important four games of the three seasons in which they won Super Bowls. Yes. In the case of a Dilfer, he was literally just riding a thoroughbred defense, one of the greatest defenses in history, and just don't screw it up, guy. Don't crash the Ferrari. Right. You know, Kirk's, the defense should be better, but Kirk's not going to have that sort of a, a Ferrari defense to... To drive. So it's hard because I think he's missing some intangibles. I'm curious to see if Kevin O'Connell can get some of those things out of him. Do I envision him with confetti falling, holding a Super Bowl trophy up on behalf of the Vikings? It's yep. it's hard. It's hard. What about you, Declan? It's difficult. It'd be the the thing that I'm like uh I'm not fearful of, but I think is kind of like ironic here is these wild teams that have fallen on their faces. These Twins teams, you know, recently they break the home run record but can't figure it out. The Wolves might be on the up and up, but it's not quite all there yet. It'd be quite hilarious if it's Kirk Cousins, the guy that actually rises up and the one that delivers the Vikings and this town a men's championship that they've been waiting for uh, for almost the last, like, 30 years now. So I I, I think that's the kind of, like, funny part is if, if it is of all teams, we thought it was this wild team, you know, we thought it was the best home run hitting team potentially that could have made a run, but actually, at the end of the day, it's still going to be Kirk Cousins, and I, I don't think so personally. To answer your question, I don't think so, but I think that's what's like the funny, intriguing part to watch this play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. Um, I think what I worry about for Kirk is you get to a certain point in your career, and he's been playing football in the NFL for over ten years, and you know, handful of years at Michigan State in high school. Does he envision himself hoisting a Super Bowl trophy? You know, does does he have a reference point in his mind or a vision of winning a championship in a Vikings uniform? Or is that sort of an unattainable thing even in his mind? And I say that because look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has won championships in college. Did he win a state title in high school? Can't remember. But he's got this ridiculous record in like these must-win games, bowl, big bowl games national championship game, et cetera. When Joe Burrow steps foot on the field for a wild card AFC playoff game, 
he knows what it's like to have confetti falling on your head. Now, is it different when you're doing it in college? Yes, absolutely. But he, like, in his mind, oh, I know I'm a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It just depends on is it going to be this year or are we going to do it in five years, right? Kirk has come nowhere close in his football life to winning at that level, ever. Not at Michigan State, not in high school, not with Washington, not with the Vikings. You're in your mid-30s. I'd love to get inside his head and see, what is your level of belief that given a good enough defense, a good enough set of weapons, coaching, like it's not going to be perfect, but can you take something that's good in your mind and bring it to that level? I don't know. I legitimately don't know if he if he thinks about that in the way that Tom Brady does, in the way that Russell Wilson does, Joe Burrow, et cetera. I think in Kirk's mind, he has won a championship, and that is the payday. I think his championship was, con- was confetti falling was down, him and his agent in the and his wife. household. <laughs> if, if you don't think it was, don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. Go back and watch that whole confetti. Yes, go back and watch that documentary where they're literally manipulating the Jets and Vikings to get what he wants, and they get the whole thing guaranteed. Which in this league is an enormous win, especially yeah. at that time. Nope, I think he has a championship. I think it's called his bank account. That, and look, that's some guys. Yeah, that's that's, that's some dudes, man. That's not just him. Could be. Could be. All right, Feedback Friday, or I should say uh, comments from YouTube here, continues. Feedback Fridays on Mackie and Judd. You can find that, too. So I threw a poll out on, like, Thursday night, I want to say. You guys have all seen the Vikings schedule. So asking Vikings fans, how many wins? And I gave four different options because that's all they give you on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So far, 1,500 votes here. 16% of people said 12 or more wins. 37%, 37%, the biggest chunk, said 11 or 10 wins. Wow. 33% said 9 or 8 wins. Mm-hmm. And then 14% say 7 or fewer. So 70% of people think the Vikings are going to be between 8 and 11 wins somewhere. So fighting for a playoff spot. You know, if you get to 11, you may be fighting for a division. Right. And then the outliers are 16% say they're going to be one of the best teams in the NFL, 12 or more wins, and then 14% say they're going to be even worse than they were last year. What do you guys think? I'm in the camp with eight or nine wins um, because I think that the schedule is not super hard, but the thing is there's so many variables we don't know right now. Uh, The offense should be great, but we don't know for sure. Like O'Connell has never – to be clear, he wasn't calling plays. And, and I and look, they're very different personalities, but guys, we, we went through the same exact um, thing with Childress, right? 2006, he is an offensive guru. Well, he didn't call plays. Oh, he, but he's a quarterback whisperer. He developed McNabb. You guys don't understand. And, you know, it didn't play out that way. Um, the defense looks certainly better, and I expect much more from it. But, again, we don't know. So I'm really hard-pressed to just, in May, after seeing this schedule that ends with back-to-back road games uh, in the division, just say, yeah, they're going to win 11 games. I think eight, eight-ish wins is very – it's realistic without being completely disappointing, if that makes sense. Well, so so Vegas sportsbooks have the Vikings at like eight and a half. Like Caesars has them today at eight and a half. And so it's not shocking to me that the biggest chunk of fans would have them a win and a half or two and a half above that. Sure. But 
every fan base probably says that. The, the Lions fan, I, you know, I think the Lions are at like five and a half or six for an over under, maybe six and a half. And I'm sure if you pulled Lions fans, they're feeling pretty good about being in a bunch of close games. And oh, we just added a star receiver, and Dan Campbell gets a second year, and they're probably going to flirt with like eight wins. So I think every fan base sort of projects their team, even Buffalo fans. I want to say the Bills over under is eleven and a half. Wow, I'm sure Buffalo fans are sitting there saying we are we are a thirteen fourteen win team, yeah. but there's only there's only a, a finite amount of wins that can be had in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So not every team can outperform their Vegas over under by a game and a half or two or two and a half games. Yeah, I think no. the, I think the eight to ten wins is is fair. I think once we cross to ten, if like if fans are thinking it's eleven or twelve, well, I'd love to hear your reasoning. And I mean, I. If they stay healthy and things start to click right away, all right, let's have the conversation and I can see it going down the path. But I think just having the tempered expectations of this roster still being decent, but not necessarily a Super Bowl contender yet, I think that 8-10 to 10 win range is probably very, very fair. Michael Hacker via the YouTube comment section says, I don't understand this. You guys preach about the eyeball test for a quarterback, but then you ignore it with other positions. You claim K.J. Osborne can't be a number one or number two wide receiver. If you watch his college ball and NFL plays, he passes the eyeball test. I'm not saying he's going to be Justin Jefferson or Randy Moss, but the dude is a really good receiver and only gets better. He is Stefan Diggs 2.0. Awesome if that's true. That's great. Um, he was drafted to return kicks. Now he sucked at, at that. Uh, <laughs> got a chance to play receiver and was good. But, I mean, he was the clear-cut three, and I like him, and he makes some tough uh, tough grabs. That being said, Stefan Diggs 2.0, man, if that's true, that is really, really good. I guess I don't see it going that far. Yeah, I think, and this this conversation goes back to the just the idea of drafting a receiver at number 12. I think you got to be careful just projecting the best-case scenario for every player. You have, to, you have to be realistic if you're a front office – could you look at KJ Osborne and say, okay, one of the outcomes, if he performs, if he maxes out his career, is one of the outcomes that he's kind of like a Stefan Diggs, where he goes from being a fifth round pick to one of the best receivers? Yeah. There's probably a five to 10% chance of that happening. But I think he's a rock solid number three wide receiver. Maybe knocks on the door being a number two if he, if he really fulfills his expectations or his potential, I should say. But you can't just look at every player and, and bank on them being the best version of of themselves. You've got to plan for, well, what if he just kind of settles in as a number three? So what I'm saying is right. if there's a receiver in, at number 12, and, and it doesn't matter now because they didn't draft one, right. that you think could be as good as Justin Jefferson, if you thought that, you know, like Drake London or whatever, pull the trigger and then you have a good problem, then, then okay, then KJ is your number 2B when Adam Thielen leaves or something, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess if you if but you can't say that well the eyeball test shows he's a number one or number two but he's not really Justin Jefferson well Justin Jefferson's a one so if you don't if you don't think that right. KJ Osborne then is Jefferson then he's not a one and I, I think as sports fans we also struggle with um, guys finding roles like we always want to say well I mean he was great as the three so he's got to be a two right that's maybe not he's a three true yeah. yeah which is which by the way absolutely fine that's great that's a role but. I feel like in sports, we're always so eager to move a guy up. And it's like, okay, some guys thrive. Good for them. Some guys don't. It it hurts their career. So, yeah. So, like, K.J. Osborne, to me, last year was a really pleasant surprise. And I think he's a contributing player. And I think he's good. If Thielen gets hurt, do I want him 
automatically bumping up to the two because I say that's the role he he deserves. I don't know about that. Yeah. What happens is it's, I mean, it's the Peter principle, right? You, you start yeah. to elevate, and this happens in management where someone's, this person's been with the company for 12 years. They deserve a promotion here. Well, are they actually qualified for that job? Sure. Matt Asiata, well, he's a, he's a great practice player. And, you know, and you know, obviously, like, Peterson got hurt, and that's why he got elevated. But you know, Matt Asiata was a backup running back. When you start to give him 200 carries, exactly. you start to see that he's like a 3.4 yards per carry it's like guy. pitchers, yeah. right? Like, like this guy's a great five. Well, he can be a two or a one. Yeah. Well, actually, probably can't. So I think you should, I personally think you should, you should be building your roster with the idea that, hey, KJ's a great number three. If he becomes something more than that, it's a bonus. But you shouldn't plan yes. on it. That's yes. my thought. Amen. Okay, Matt Burns via YouTube says, Judd's looking pretty trim. When I watched older videos, he looked like the old man from Up. Okay. Now he looks more like he would be selling me pro. Now he looks more like he'd be selling me propane and propane accessories. Thank hell, <laughs> dude! I do not get near propane. I'm scared of propane, but I like the, the old man from Up. It's amazing. Uh, credit to Livia for that. If you Livia. want to learn more, Livia Livia Weight Control Centers. Uh, Dick via YouTube <laughs> says, "Hey Mackie, I want to send you a photo of me and my chill boys. What's your email?" You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on a photo from a guy named Dick in his underwear. All right, you could tweet it. Like, if you want to put it out there, dude, tweet it. No, I think, I maybe just think we're all good on that. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's no if he's weird, I'm gonna let you know if they're good chill boys. Like, Definitely see. support chill boys, but oh, uh, chill boys, great long johns, head boxers. Uh, Chris on. Bellamy via YouTube says Judd is the scarecrow, Mackie is the cowardly lion, Declan is the Tin Man. The <laughs> Tin Man not tin have. Man have Got good hair. Who Tin didn't Man have, not the have the heart? Tin Man, Tin, Tin Man didn't have a heart. Yeah. That'd be me. That'd be Judd, yeah. 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 I, I feel like saying, Declan's the scarecrow. Yeah, I don't have a brain. It's it, uh, it's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty clear I don't have a brain. I have courage. Like I have I'm a lion. I have courage. I have courage to put some things out there. But uh but the brain <laughs> no I am brain. missing. The intelligence. No brain. All right. I feel like I'm the broom. I'm like the broom that the witch rides. Or like something. the flying monkeys that just come down and just <laughs> Take yeah. us apart. Uh, Colton Toutfest via the Score North app says, I've been listening to y'all for a while on Spotify. Thank you, Colton. I just recently downloaded the Score North app to try it out. Can we please have a brief discussion on the thoughts of trading Dalvin Cook for draft picks or maybe even other players and a pick? I believe Alexander Madison can handle the role and later on get a new running back. So Madison, here's the problem. I don't think Cook's going anywhere in 2022. Because it doesn't make financial sense, right? Madison is a free agent after 2022. Yes. So they're kind. Of, if if I think the first off season they would look to maybe trade Cook is next, like next spring. Yes. And then they'd be in the market. Well, they just drafted that kid from was it North Carolina. Somehow, maybe maybe he steps up, but I I don't see them just writing Dalvin Cook's contract off the cliff. Right. This, we'll this is a great. This is a great question because it's fun. But the problem is this: you you would be amazed how little the return would be if you traded Cook. He's a running. It wouldn't back. be a first round pick. No, it would probably be a third round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an aging, beat up, really good, but not healthy enough to justify. And it's a position that look more and more teams simply think they can find guys. So why would you trade like a first round pick? I think we think, okay, when it's time for Cook to be done here, you're going to get a like a high draft pick and you're going to get a team's first round pick and it's not no, you're not going to. So um 
I think when Dalvin Cook, if Dalvin Cook leaves during the course of the current contract, I think it's because he is released. If he does. Yeah, he's, it's funny because you, you say aging, and I'm like, really aging? But he's he's going to be 27 years old when the season starts. And he's, he's played five beat-up seasons so far. And that's a dog years position, right? Yeah. Yeah, when, once you become 27, 28, you start to really see guys And, and we looked at this back when, when AP was, was, I think, 29. When you hit 30, that, that's a cliff. Well, 30 is like, I feel like that's 30 for bang. great running backs is the cliff. 27, right. 28 tends to be the cliff for a lot of other guys. And Delvin's probably more in that great category, but he's anyway, also been more banged up than usual. The trade would get you very little if you were to trade him. Yeah. Uh, Aquasite can get you a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what Declan's been telling everyone anyways. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're on for that pontoon ride here coming up in a, in a couple weeks and, uh, you know, you, you take a look in that lake and you don't want weeds to overtake your, your, your lake out there, right? Well, call Aquasite. Yeah. They'll help you identify that weed problem. Make sure your place looks great all summer long. They've been helping people maintain lake shores for over 60 years. They're also a local company. They're in White Bear Lake, but go check them out at Aquaside.com. Their products are registered with both the EPA and DNR. They're safe products, and they're very easy to use. You do it yourself, and they will walk you through the entire process. Aquaside and Aquaside.com. Also, uh, cheers to the weekend, boys. Surly, always in hand for at least Judd. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what. (laughs) In fact, it's the Surly box here. That's right. It's a new it's a new thing. Put it on your head. The Surly Box. I am the Surly Box, and I want you to go to your local liquor store and pick me up for the weekend because Surly Furious is the best beer around. And you know what? If you're not a Furious type, that's okay. Surly Brewing has so many other products, drips and drops, so many Havoc Machine. Um, in, in fact, they just unveiled, I believe, for summer, a new variety pack. So make sure that you, for the weekend, have plenty of Surly. Boom. Okay, Tom Hinkle via the score on that. Phil, I found Purple Daily on YouTube. Been listening for about four months now. Love the show. The reason why I enjoy the show is because you, Judd, and Declan are realists, not Vikings sycophants. Thank you. Pride ourselves on that. Right, exactly. Tell Judd he reminds me of a lighter, more cleaned up Michael Moore, the documentarian. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's, and I Michael, can see that. Can you? <laughs> He's pretty schleppy, man. He's real schleppy. Judd's not going to knock on some guy's door and be like you're bad he won't yeah, i don't think oh, he, he's yeah, not gonna leave yeah, his my, house to do that he'll call you bad no he'll call you if you're yeah. a bad person but he I'll won't you back though yeah. he, he will not yeah, knock not on your do door it. and invade your privacy leaving his own privacy to do so i'm schleppy i feel like phil's right M- michael moore more schleppy than me way more schleppy yeah, yeah way yeah yeah he's a very schleppy guy that's well put that's a great word phil schleppy. d jones via youtube says why do you guys keep forgetting about bc johnson so BC missed all of last year. With, was it an ACL tear? Training camp. He yeah. tore his, I, I saw it. Yeah, he slipped and tore his ACL during a training camp practice. Yeah, I mean, so he'll be back in the mix. He might He's not under make contract. The, he might not make the team this time. Let's be honest. It's tough because KJ got the chance because BC got hurt, and it worked yeah. out perfect for KJ. Listen, BC was a seventh-round pick yeah. for a reason. You know, he wasn't a first, second-round talent. I think if he was... You know, fourth, fifth-round guy like a Stefan Diggs, KJ Osborne, there'd be more upside there. But even in his breakout season of 2019, he only caught 31 passes for 294 yards. He only he averaged nine and a half yards per reception, which is really low. So I, yeah, again, he's, it's he's he's, not, he's just I, he's, he's, he's a guy. Team. He's a guy. Among among the indictments 
that we didn't that we talked about at the time but probably didn't talk about enough that that the Zim era was coming to an end was opening day 2020 against the Packers at home when BC Johnson and just uh, started and Justin Jefferson didn't. That's right. The first two games didn't JJ not start yes. the first two games. Correct. And that, but that's one of those things now in retrospect where you're like, that's where you start to have some problems. I mean, yeah. that's that's not a oh whoopsie. We were trying. I mean, JJ was prepared to play. Unbelievable player, and you were like, no, he's a rookie. He doesn't start. Yep, super Come weird. On. Why would you not just put a weapon on the field? You know, it Come doesn't on, make guy. sense. And then uh, Scott Dawson here with the last one, at least for today, via Twitter. Have you guys considered Rick Spielman was fired because he was against running it back? He already did that in 2020, and it was a disaster. Do you think Rick maybe made a pitch to the ownership and said, guys, we need to stop doing this thing with Cousins. We need to – let's just take a deep breath here, take a step back. And the ownership said, no, dude, if you can't do it, we're going to find someone else that will push forward. Could that have been part of it? Like, I love – I have no clue if that's true, but I love the thought process. Yeah. Like, I mean, because he pro I mean, he was definitely involved with the fact that Zimmer was going to be fired. Right. And so he might've said, yeah, you know, it, it didn't work. And, and they are deathly afraid of being bad. Um, I love this. It's a good I theory. Totally, I totally buy it as a theory. It's a good theory. He, de- he, I mean, I would assume Rick definitely wanted to find a new head coach. And if you're going to find a new head coach, you're probably going to, in, in that situation, if if you're going to find a new head coach, you're probably going to look for a new quarterback. I, what I wonder is, so Malik Willis fell to the third round, and Rick had some good things to say about Malik in his little media tour of draft yes. evaluation. Yes. Would Rick have reached for Malik Willis in the first round? Would he have traded back, accumulate some extra picks, and then take Malik Willis late in the first round? Um, or, would they, or, or would they have gone you know, a different And position? that's the problem, too, is he might have, and that's very Rick-like. Like, I, I will say this. I will maintain I had and still to this day have no faith in his ability to identify quarterbacks. Yeah. I think Teddy was a Norv pick, uh, but I think when Rick has been the one trying to make the calls, his inability to evaluate the most uh, important position in sports is, is huge. I think what got Rick fired was when they went to fire Zim. I think he said, if you're going to fire me, you got to look at this guy too. I think that played a role. Yeah. I, I think that that... Stabbing him in the back. Well, That's and right. you know what? Rick was called... I mean, Rick was... Rick probably deserved <laughs> that steam as well. That heat that came down on him that day. If I'm going down, you're going down too. <laughs> well, think about Mike, Nick. Phil. I mean, Mike is probably one of the most vindictive folks that we have he seen is. in, yeah, in this town. Yeah, true. <laughs> I love yep. that one. I, Brett, I, I, I don't even get Brett. that totally, and I still think that's funny. All right, guys, that is a wrap on Purple Daily Reads. The comments here, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Vent line with Declan tomorrow. We'll see you guys. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. 
While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.